You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank call. Prank call. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers today, but we do have callers, which is great. We haven't had any in a while. Uh, at least we've had too little to uh, utilize. So, But um, got a flurry of callers in on Monday, so we got enough to get through. Let's start off with Seth in Iowa. Hey, Ryan. Oh, let's crack a whack in today. Put up. Um, had a couple things for you. Um, first, you responded to my question on um, DJ Stroud versus Jordan Love, and I appreciated your feedback. I wanted to challenge you on one thing. You uh, you mentioned you would probably take Stroud because he doesn't have any shortcomings, but one thing I thought was very interesting is Love has way more touchdowns than Stroud does. Um and Love finished with a higher grade, and that includes him having a really rough first half and at least like five or so games in there. So the fact that he was able to still finish with a higher grade, um, and I know there's no guarantee Love will, his new normal will be the second half of the season, but I would argue that if his new normal is like the second half of the season, that he'll be way better than Stroud. Um which he was first in those categories, second half of the season. So if he's that good the whole year next year, he's probably MVP. So, I mean, that's maybe a little unfair of me to, to, uh, knock Stroud for that. But, um, but I just think that, um, so Love had way more touchdowns. I also, I didn't, in fairness, I didn't watch Stroud as much, but the, I did watch him some and I didn't see near as many, if hardly any wow plays from Stroud as I did from love. and I did. We're, we're getting into a lot of different things, so let's take these point by point here. So um, he did have a higher PFF grade, but it was, I mean, Jordan Love was 12th, C.J. Straw was 13th. They were very, very close to being identical. And I kind of did touch on, you know, the whole second half thing. Now, if you just draw a hard line and say everything after week nine is the only thing that matters, fine. But they were both very similar insofar as, um, well, I, 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 I don't know. If, if you just draw the line, then yes, for Jordan Love. But they were both similar in terms of, if you just look at the amount of games that they had where they went through like the good patches and the bad patches. Um, and again, C.J. Stroud started off slow, had a three-game good patch, two games off, four games on, three games off, two games on. Jordan didn't have any good games, but then it was two games on, one game off, two games on, two games off, four games on, one game off. I mean, th- th- there's just a lot of patterns there. And then on top of that, I think a lot of the highs for Jordan, I, I just, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't think we're going to see that again. I don't know that we'll ever see a stretch from like week 12 to the wild card from Jordan Love again, because that was ridiculous. I mean, maybe, I don't know, but to have like a, 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 a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game stretch with three elite grades. It's just, 
That's that's pretty wild. So I still think they're relatively similar in terms of how many elite games, good games, great games, and then average games. They're just distributed somewhat differently. Um, he did have a lot more touchdowns, that's for sure. I mean, let me look real quick because he played a couple less games as well. I mean, Jordan's still going to be out ahead. I just want to get an accurate count here on a per-game basis. So 26, how many games did he play? He played... So that would put him at 29 if he had the same amount of games. So you're looking at uh, 29 compared to 37. So he did have eight more touchdowns, but he had significantly less interceptions also. There was 13 picks by Jordan Love, five by C.J. Stroud. Um, As far as wow throws, Jordan did have more big-time throws. Um, It was 5.5% compared to 4.4%. So yeah, I mean, those are all relatively fair. Again, you can give a slight nod to Jordan Love. Um, I, I I don't necessarily have an a, have an issue saying Jordan Love was better. I guess my issue is just I'm a little bit more unsure. I mean, the fact that C.J. Stroud came out and did this as a rookie. If I had to guess, who's gonna t- if if you said one guy takes a jump and one guy takes a step back, that's easy for me. C.J. Stroud's going to take a jump, and Jordan Love's taking a step back. Jordan, I mean, because we can look at Jordan Love from a different perspective. We can look at it from a completely negative perspective. We all look at it and say, the first half doesn't count, and the second half counts. Maybe the second half was kind of a fluke. And even if it's not a fluke, maybe it's just, again, we're, we're not going to quite see those kinds of highs again. The, the, the issue with Jordan is that we've seen the bad, including this year, including the final game that we saw him in against San Francisco, where he threw two picks. Sub 200 yards passing, 5.7 yards per attempt passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions was a terrible performance. C.J. Stroud is is barely getting his feet under him. He hasn't done anything yet. Um, so you know, the, it's possible that we're we're right now today getting the best version of Jordan. It's very unlikely we're, we're already getting the best version of C.J. Stroud. Now, again, if Jordan is going to be closer to what we saw second half of the year, then I'm fine with him peaking right now because it's a pretty awesome peak. But if Jordan Love just plateaus and C.J. Stroud takes a half a step forward, C.J. Stroud kind of goes out in front. And then again, you, you take into the account age, which, you know, three years younger and contract and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, 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 I just think you would be hard-pressed to find too many GMs that would take Love over Stroud right now. And I think if I was a GM, I would also probably take Stroud. But I, I could be completely wrong, and, and I don't... Again, if if we assume that the first half of the year doesn't count for Jordan Love and the second half of the year is exactly who he's going to be from now on, then yeah, Jordan Love is going to be a top top one, two, three quarterback, no doubt about it. I just am less sure of it. There's a lot of volatility with Jordan Love. There's not a lot of ceiling left for him. And and again, I'm I'm beyond excited about Jordan Love. But if you're asking me the specific question, um, that's still kind of where I'm landing, although I'm certainly debatable, but I would come down C.J. Stroud. Do you think that that speaks to their feeling? Um, so anyways, that was one thought. The other thing, uh, change the subject a little bit. Well, I guess two more things. One quick thing is, is there a running back in the draft that you think is very comparable to Aaron Jones? Because that's what I really want is to get another running back that's comparable. So, um, so I, I did go through and do that 
on the bonus episode, the one day, um, my takeaway was Lauby, which I don't know if anybody would even agree with that, but my, I didn't find anybody that actually ran like Aaron Jones in, in terms of his running style. It, it's, it's, uh, pretty unique style that, that I don't, somebody else, uh, had said the guy out of Texas and I'm like, that's completely wrong. Um, based on my standard, which was finds yards that don't exist. There were three guys, the guy out of Kentucky, the guy out of Texas, and then Lauby. But I just, for me, Lauby was the guy that more than anybody else, when I watched the play, I said, there's absolutely nothing there. And then he ended up getting yards. Now he plays at a terrible school with a horrific offensive line. So if you're just looking at stats and production or just watch him on a play-to-play basis, it's like, there's nothing here. This isn't exciting. You watch these big schools like Ohio State where they blow open these massive holes and guys with a ton of speed run right through them and go get 70 yards. It looks a lot more exciting, but that's not interesting to me because you're going to go to the NFL and you're not going to have that anymore. You're not going to have these wide open spaces and guys that are slow and you know are, are not as good at tacklers and not as strong and not as everything else. It's just, it's not going to translate. So that that was kind of what I looked for. And, um, it, you know, it's certainly not a one-to-one. I'm not saying Lauby is Aaron Jones, but just from that standpoint, he stood out more than anybody else. I like Blake Corum. I know not everyone's on him. I know there's some other good guys. But is there? I'm more curious about if there's someone you think is comparable to Jonesy. Um, last thing I got for you is, uh, and I know you've seen this because I follow you on Twitter, but I just wanted to talk about it a little bit, is uh, these new Apple um, – what are they called? The Apple Pro VR headset, whatever. Yeah. I, that's not the name of them. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. And uh, those things are freaking sweet. Dude. It basically gives you, like, unlimited, like, in comparison to TV and unlimited. In- well, I, I, I don't get. Oh, I'll let you finish. Because you can drag it as big as you want to. But oh, let's let's just stop on that one point. So many people are, are like, oh, I, this is so stupid. Like, I can't. Just on that point alone. There are people out there spending so much money on TVs, and, and we got these big TVs. Bro, you can get the biggest TV ever. You can get, like, a, a what? what? What would be, like, the biggest? I don't even, I mean, before it gets absurd, like, higher than your freaking roof. But, you know, a 200-inch, you can have a, a movie theater in your living room. Oh, and by the way, you can take it wherever you want to go. You got to go to the bathroom or something? Take the TV with you. You can do it in a car, on a plane, on a bus, just to have a TV that goes anywhere you want it to go. And we got people that are, like, too good for it. Like first, first of all, it's irrelevant. Like, it's not even going to make me that upset because it's, like, it's just those, it's one of those things. And usually I'm on the other side of it, so I kind of get it, but it's just, I roll my eyes because it's like, bro, you're going to be wearing these before long. Like, guaranteed. It's like a cell phone. Like, what do I need that for? I got a phone in my house. It works just fine. Okay, yeah, and now everybody has a smartphone, and anybody that doesn't have a smartphone is like a caveman idiot, and that would be according to people that, you know, were at one point saying, I don't need that, which I was, I I didn't, I don't need that, what do I need that for, I don't need that, and then one time, my wife and daughter went into a store, we were down in uh, Gurney Mills, the mall, they walked into the uh, Rainforest Cafe, I'm like, I'm just gonna wait out here, and she had like some games on her phone, I had a flip phone, and I was like, yeah, why don't you just leave me your phone, and I'll do it, and I was like searching the internet. I was like, I could do it at And at that point, I was like, I got to get one. I have to have one. But th- this this doesn't even require imagination. Like, th- if you can't figure out why life is better with this thing on your face, I don't understand what planet we're living on. 
And it's not even like VR, where it's like, well, I want human interaction. Bro, you can still have it. You can still see people. I mean, you can't see through it. It's like a digital replication or whatever. But you're still seeing everything. Everyone's still there. You can see them. You can hear them. You can reach out and touch them. We're not talking about going off into the multiverse. Not yet, anyways. Anyway, sorry, continue. Well, so you can have multiple things going on. Yeah. I mean, those things are... Well, I'm sorry. And then, th- this is the other thing. We got football fans talking, like, rolling their eyes on social media about these things. Bro, I've got a, a hundred-inch television in front of me, and I've got six other televisions watching other football games right here. I got stats, and I got Twitter, and I got everything else right here in front of me. And you're going to sit there and like, I got a 70 inch in my house. Like, wow, cool, bro. Like, I, I, I don't like what, what, what is the, what is the thing you don't like? It, it looks stupid. Cool. I don't give a crap. I don't worry that much about how people think I look. I don't spend all my time like doing my hair and wearing out designer clothes. So that doesn't bother me. I want an awesome, see, th- maybe this is the difference. Some people buy cars because of how the outside looks. Some people buy cars based on the inside. I'm an inside guy. I couldn't give a crap what the outside looks like. I don't care what people think when I'm driving by. I want a comfortable ride with all kinds of little techmo, techno, not techmo, techno gadgets and everything else. I want comfortable. I want smooth. I want sleek. I care about my experience. I don't care about the guy that I passed doing 70 and what they think of my car. I couldn't give a crap. I'm not that shallow and vain. It's not that big of a deal. And so... I don't care if I look like a Martian moron. My life is infinitely better than your life with this stupid thing on. So you can sit over there in your stupid world and feel superior. I'm going to sit over here in a fake world and just live the freaking dream. Bro, I got six TVs, each one bigger than the next. <laughs> All of them are bigger than your TV. So that's always weird to me where I just like, I, I share it on, on Twitter and it's like, I don't even know what people say, but it's just, Sort of like no thanks or whatever. Like uh, okay, cool. I get it. You're too you're too sophisticated and and whatever. You're gonna be wearing these in ten years, but okay, fine. Yeah, I, okay, got it. You're you're better than me. I get it. Same with AI in general. It's like people talk about it like it's it's some kind of fad or something. Like you you understand that every major company in the world is investing billions in AI. It's not going anywhere. It's gonna keep getting bigger. So get into it or get left behind. Those are your two options. Well, you know, there are lawsuits, bro. (laughs) First of all, those lawsuits are nonsense. Second of all, again, let me reiterate, every major company in the world is investing. The guy that created ChatGPT is trying to raise trillions of dollars. That's his goal, to raise trillions. And you know what? He'll probably get it. Tesla is involved in AI, which they have been forever, by the way. Their cars, nothing but data gathering machines. They're not even a car company, they're a data company. Everybody's just gathering data, and it's for the purposes of AI. They've already built robots. There are a bunch of companies out there building robots to take away all the jobs in, in factories and everything else, and you can shrug and pretend that it's fake or whatever. It's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. It's going to happen. Robots are going to be doing your job, whether they're AI robots on a computer or physical, actual robots that can stand and walk and move. And I just don't understand the whole thing where it's like, this is not awesome, because it is awesome. People are going to lose their jobs, and they get new jobs, and better jobs. Just like when cars were invented, and then horse, horses went bye-bye. I was unfortunate for people that, like, sold horses and cleaned up horse poop, and blacksmiths that did, like, the horseshoes and stuff. That sucked. It was a massive industry that went bye-bye, but they got new jobs, and life got better because we have freaking cars now, dude. 
And if things get massively out of control, then we turn into one of these weird societies that uh, everybody just gets a universal basic income, I guess. I don't know. It's going to be a massive amount of wealth generation and nobody doing any work. So I guess we just distribute the money that the robots make because they don't need it. Imagine if there was like two to one robots to people and you collected the income from like robots. So it's like I had it's like two of me working at the same time and I'm collecting their paychecks and they're not getting jack squat for it. I don't hate that reality. And what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to sit in a room with my freaking VR headset on and I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to sit on a beach. You can go out to Alaska and build a hut. Go go hang out with Steve in Alaska. He probably won't do it. He's going to hang out. He's going to chop down trees and do all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't know what he's doing, but I'm wearing the goggles. Now, it's going to be a couple of years till that price comes down, but it's going to come down. Because again, trillions of dollars are being pumped into this. And necessarily, the price is going to come down when things like that happen. Technology gets better and better. Price gets lower and lower. As long as the government doesn't get involved, that's going to keep happening. That's why TV prices go so low and healthcare prices go so high. Anyways, I'm going to try to let you finish. Freaking awesome. I cannot wait for those things to come down in price to like a thousand bucks. I am going to buy one. Yes. Now, I'm not going to buy one for $3,700. That's nuts. But these things are cool. Plus, they'll get the bugs worked out of them. Prices will come down, and I'm going to be honest. So I can't wait for year, two years from now when I get to watch uh, football on one of those suckers. Oh, man. Bro. Not Yeah, three minutes caught him, and he didn't call back, but... Um, yeah, it's like the first iPhone. It was way too much money, had a bunch of kinks and problems. Everybody's going to look back and say it was a piece of crap. That's fine. Right now, it is an absolute arms race because I guarantee you Google's trying to come out with that. Facebook's probably already got, I, I know for a fact, they've already got something similar to that. Microsoft is huge in the AI space. Maybe they're going to try to get into that. And you got to, I mean, all the other, I mean, who knows, Samsung might get into it. And so continued innovation like crazy. And again, the prices are going to plummet. Quality is going to skyrocket. I mean, just look at how far along this AI stuff was when nobody was into it. And within like 365 days of ChatGPT becoming a thing, billions and billions of dollars have been poured into it. Now every company has an AI. Uh, Microsoft has it. Google has it. Twitter has it. There are 75 different uh, sites out there where you can create images, which again, when, when I saw that like two years ago, uh, I forgot what it, what it was called, but. Uh, I was Dolly, I think, D-A-L, which is what ChatGPT uses still. People first were talking, they were creating images. They were horrible. They looked like they were drawn by a kindergarten. And within like a couple months, all of a sudden, it is the most vivid, beautiful art you've ever seen in your life. And what did I say on this program? I said, well, what happens when you put a bunch of pictures together? It's called a movie. So pretty soon, as much as you can type in a prompt and get a picture, you're going to be able to create movies. They're already creating that, and it's getting better and better. The movies that first came out looked like garbage. Like that Matthew McConaughey thing where he's kind of walking and it looks all like glitchy and everything. Within a year, there's going to be little five, 10 second clips that are that are just pristine. And who knows, within two to three years, maybe not even, because again, so much money and technology is being pumped into this. The whole thing that uh, the Altman guy is trying to raise money for is AI chips. Trillions of dollars to produce chips just for AI. Things that can go into like these goggles and everything else. Why would you invest so much if the demand isn't there? You wouldn't. Because the demand is there, because every company is going to be trying to build AI computers and AI tech, AI goggles, AI in, t- in cell phones, AI everywhere. So in a matter of two, three years, I'm going to be able to make YouTube videos by typing in a prompt, and it's going to create YouTube videos. I'm going to make a five-minute video. In fact, that's already a thing. I've already seen that. Right now, I can go type in a prompt and get a five-minute video, and it's going to be... Um, 
They're going to write the script for you. They're going to read the script. A robot is going to read the script. And there's going to be videos, not created by AI, because we're not quite there yet, but that'll happen very soon. But stock images are added to it. And you have a YouTube video. That's already a thing. I know, because I just used it the other day. I was like, let's see what this looks like. And it, it actually looks not bad. And again, in three years, in five years, ten years, you, you, you will be able to make movies. Whole movie. Like, instead of Netflix, I'm going to sit down and be like, I want to watch a horror movie that's kind of like da 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 And it's going to create a horror movie for you. And we're going to be able to share movies like, bro, check out this movie I made. You got to check it out. That's where we're at right now. And that's where we're going to be very soon. And this isn't a guess. This is just, this is just cause and effect. This is why Hollywood's freaking out right now. I don't need to pay somebody $40 million when I can just digitally create something. And I'm sure there's going to be laws against, well, you can't put The Rock in your movie. That's violating some law. And that'll get passed because whatever is some nonsense. And then there'll be, but, but who freaking cares if it's The Rock or not? And so I, you'll have actors like licensing out their image, which of course is only going to be a short-term thing because once these actors have passed away, then all we have is licensed images of people that have passed away. There's not going to be new people, because why would you license an image of somebody that's not an actor? Because there are no new actors anymore. I mean, there could be, but they're not going to be very good, because the demand goes down, which means the prices go down. So instead of $20 million to be an actor, it's going to be, you know, not very much. And so the quality of acting goes down, and then nobody would want to license it, because you suck at acting. Why would I want to license your garbage? Anyways, I should do an AI podcast. A little bit about what's going on in AI, but mostly just like talking about, bro, wouldn't it be crazy? <laughs> Anyways, that was just one call, but uh, why don't we take a break? We'll come back and hear from, you guessed it, Stephen Alaska, who we were just talking about, who uh, probably doesn't have any goggles and probably is chopping down a tree somewhere. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's us days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. Hey, Ryan. Steve up in the last bud. What's up, man? Uh, good time of year for making phone calls and discussing what's going on with the team. I'm just kind of hanging out. i got to run up to Healy and get some groceries. I'm low on produce and milk and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, it's another nice, sunny, warm day. It's got up almost to 25 degrees, I think, around here today. Just getting all kinds of great. It's supposed to be like that for another uh, three or four days. So tomorrow I think I might take the snow machine out and go ride some trails and see what I can see. Got some new camera lenses, maybe some good pictures. There you go. Um, but on to the sports thing. Uh, coaches and, and coaching styles, you'll, you talk about you want a guy who's an innovator and not a follower, mm-hmm. um, which I agree with. I, I do definitely agree with. I want somebody who's thinking ahead and not just following along what somebody else has already done. But uh, I think another big portion of that um, is, is a coach who's able to adapt to the players that they have. I think a lot of coaches out there who could be good and are good for a, a short period of time are good all the way up until they lose a player or two that they build their system around and they just try to force new players into those slots who aren't able to do those things. Yeah. And I think that kills a lot of coaches um, is not being able to make the adjustment to new player skills and then turn adjusting their scheme 
to fit in the abilities of those new players. Uh, the other thing, um, you mentioned some potential free agents. Josh Jacobs, I think, would be would be great. Um, Ten million bucks. If, if you consider that he, we'd probably be getting rid of Dylan, and Dylan would get what three, maybe three and a half million. So really, it's only a seven, six and a half, seven million dollar increase in pay for that position, which isn't huge. Um, we get him for three years. We use one of the third round. I think the third round picks. I haven't, you know, I don't follow which players are, are the best, but you know. Who, who comes up, who comes up, but maybe one of the second rounders, but a third rounder for sure on a, on a running back. And then that guy doesn't have to be the feature back. He can get to learn and, and cause I, I'm, I'm really an advocate of a guy sitting behind somebody and learning how to be a pro. Um, you bring them in as rookies and just throw them in there and think they're going to be pro players. They're not. They're college players. They haven't learned to be pros yet. So letting them sit, letting them learn behind somebody. He gets, you know, five, three to five carries a game, you know, and, and that's about all the touches he gets, you know, whether the passes or runs, and he gets to learn. And at the same time, we have two really, really good backs. Jonesy goes. That guy's now had a year sitting watching. He comes in, and he can take over for Jonesy. So that that's how I'm looking at that. That'd be great. But I'm going to get up the road. It's 40 minutes to the store, so we'll talk to you all later. Bye. <laughs> He's definitely not buying any goggles. Uh yeah, like I said, I'm I'm not uh super big on grabbing those other running backs, although again, he's a young guy. Um this would be a long-term deal. He probably would actually end up being an Aaron Jones replacement. Um depending on and I don't know what the Packers think of Aaron Jones. They might look at him and be like, "Dude, we can have him for 3-4 years." I don't know. But if if this is sort of a, you know, maybe there's one year left and you view it as kind of a bridge year, um and you're okay with him as a player, and you think that he's going to be able to contribute for another five years or something, I don't know. You could probably make a case for it. Um, I, I just, I guess I'm more focused on other things. I mean, I, I think the biggest way to help would be, I, I would rather focus on the offensive line, because then I think you improve everybody, Aaron Jones and whoever we end up drafting, and A.J. Dillon. Plus, we need better offensive line anyways, just not just for the run blocking, but also for the pass blocking. Um, I want to get some of this defense squared away. I mean, running back is just kind of low on the list. I mean, in general, it's low on the list. It's really low when you factor in things like we already have Aaron Jones. I think AJ Dillon can be a lot better than he was last year. Um, and I think that there's a lot of talent at running back that can be found in just about any draft if you just have a good enough offensive line. So I just struggle no matter what the argument is going after high price running backs. But again, um, I'm not going to cry about it if we end up drafting the guy. I probably, I'll probably say the same thing I'm saying right now. I, I wouldn't have done it, but it's cool. It's always cool to have good players. No doubt. Howdy. It's Jared from Texas, the What's Uber up? driver. And congrats on all this off season stuff, you know, like it's, it's so exciting to see all this new stuff happening in Green Bay. Um, I'm kind of disappointed in a way that Christian Parker wasn't, uh, hired, not because he's better than Halfley or anything. I will see how good Halfley is, of course, but I actually Ubered, um, Christian Parker before he <laughs> went to go work for the Packers. Uh, awesome. He was getting a haircut in college station. And I was like, what? You're going to go work for the Packers? Didn't get his autograph or anything, but it was cool. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, no. And congrats. I don't think any Packers won any honors, but hey, Tom Grossi yep. wins 
the uh, Packer, or not sorry, not Packer, NFL Fan of the Year. That's pretty dope. I think that's a win for the team. And then also, you know, Julius Peppers in the Hall of Fame. Jay Pep made it. So yeah, man. Hope you're having a good day. Bye. Yeah, I, I, it kind of reminds me tomorrow's podcast. I went through and um, kind of a recap on 2023. The two things I touch on are the top, well, all teams in general. You know where where the teams ended up ranking after 2023. But as far as players, like who are the top ten at each position, and then where do the Packers rank? And it's like, man, we really didn't get a lot of top tens anywhere. We didn't get top tens. We didn't get the uh, Pro Bowl nods. We didn't get the um, the, the awards of any kind. Like we just, we didn't really do much of anything. Some of that obviously is being snubbed, but really just kind of makes you realize like, Hey, this is a really good year. We ended it real strong. That's awesome. But we got to come back strong next year. Like leave no doubt, like Jordan Love MVP, Matt LaFleur coach of the year, Brian Gutekunst. Like I, I understand that a lot of this was, snub- I think Matt LaFleur should have won. I think Brian Gutekunst should have won. I think there should have been a lot more consideration for Packers across the board, but Let's let's stop leaving doubt, man. You know, if they, if they want the gaudy numbers, Jair, if you want the respect, just get the picks. Rashawn, just get the sacks. Is is it lazy and stupid? Sure. Should we should we broaden our understanding of what makes somebody good? Probably. But just go get them. Just go go get the wins. Go get fourteen wins. Let's just leave no doubt next year. And then I got to figure out a way to win Fan of the Year. I don't know how I can top freaking Tom Grossi, especially since he stole my idea anyways. Although I wasn't going to give the money to kids, so. I wouldn't have won it, so there's that. <laughs> I didn't think of that little wrinkle. I was just going to go check out the stadiums. But yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. But yeah, we came away with a couple. Uh, again, Grassy Peppers, I'll take it. We got to step it up, man. We we, we got we to gotta have a better showing next year. What up, Ryan? How's it going? Hey. Um, so I, I've been so impressed with how Jordan Love has handled this entire situation since the draft till now to, like, everything. So he very, very, very well could have, in his three years starting, or, like, not starting, being benched behind, I shouldn't say benched, but sitting behind Rodgers, right? He very, very easily could have put up a fight and been had problems with it and been very vocal and very, very, like, put up a big problem. But you really never heard anything from him. And I'm talking, like, media-wise in general, like, you never heard anything from the guy. He just kind of understood his position that he was in and took that position and ran with it and used all the time to marinate and learn everything that he could. And then once the moment that he – but then the moment that he took the starting job, he became the guy, and he knew he was the guy, and he knew the position that he was in. And – he took on the media in the best possible ways and like didn't take praise from him or praise for himself. He praised his team and everything. And then now like he handled the down weeks that he had throughout the season, whatever. And now he, after the, after the Packers are out and the Super Bowl weeks coming up, he's going on these shows and, like podcasts and stuff and being open with people and embracing the role that he's in as the starting pack, starting quarterback for the green Bay Packers. Um, he is very, very, very much just a breath of fresh air of humility within the locker room and 
acknowledgement of gratitude, as Rogers would say. Um, but it's just it's so awesome to see a quarterback who had the just extreme rise that he had at the tail end of the season. Just stay humble about all of it. Understand the position he's in. Be a good, proper face to the media. And it really shows that something special is coming in Green Bay. Um, I am so excited for this future because after the Packers lost to the Niners, he could have very easily shied away from any media stuff. But he's taken his head on like a true champion should. And he, I'm excited for the future with Jordan and everything that is coming. Um, anyways... Go Niners, Super Chiefs. I, 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 just, I don't even want to watch this game, but I guess go Niners. Bye. Sorry about that. One of my tabs started playing. I'll say this about that whole situation. Jordan Love has always been a real quiet guy. He seemed always seemed nice and likable and all that, but you don't really know. Sometimes you get to know a guy and he's a little crazy, and we don't know him real well. There might be some some weird things going on with him. I don't know. But I'll, I'll just say, it is it's it is nice that very recently, with the whole Super Bowl thing, he really started doing the media circuit, and everything we, I think all of us kind of thought we knew about him, we just had it confirmed and then some. Like, he just seemed like a pretty nice, low-key, chill guy, and that's just more or less what he is. He just, he just was more of it. He talked a little more, but he's just relaxed, nice, polite, just a regular dude. Now, you know... Will a few tens of millions of dollars change that? Very potentially. But it's it's nice for at least now to, to find out that he's not a raving psychopath. And I don't mean to say Rogers is a raving psychopath. I'm not saying, I'm not talking about Rogers at all, because I know that's where some people's minds went. I'm not saying that at all. I just mean, it could have been real bad. You never know what's going to happen. But no, he seems he seems like a nice guy. And um, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. I think what most of us care about and... More important than anything, although, again, it is nice to have a, a guy with a, a cool personality. As long as a guy can play, I'm fine with it. If if, it, if, we, if next year, if, if 2024, I guess this year, we come to find out actually he is a little weird, he's a little crazy, he's kind of a jerk, he's really mean to people, but he's a really good football player, I'll get over it. Like, I just, like, he turns out he really hates kids and he kind of, like, makes fun of them and stuff as they walk down the street. He's like, hey, stupid you look like you stink. And then he like runs away giggling. Be like, oh, Jordan, why did you? Hey, touchdown. That's my boy, Jordan. That's how I'm going to handle that. It's, that's more or less how that's going to go. Anyways, let's take our final break. We'll come back and hear a couple calls from Nico. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? This is uh, good. Nico. I'm oh, good. From Idaho. I know there's a game going on right now. Some super game, some bowl, some Super Bowl. I don't know. Uh, all I know is the two teams playing. One team we beat, the other team should have beat. But, uh, so not even watching it. I'll probably watch it tomorrow. But I'm up in Sandpoint, Idaho, actually 10 miles north of Sandpoint, visiting my daughter and grandkids. And I figured there's probably some people calling in. Who knows what's going on? How many referees have made bad calls? It's, what, it's 7.30 or something now. Maybe the game's over. I don't know. I'll watch it tomorrow when I'm driving back down to Boise. But uh just wanted to hang out a second here. Got to take a drag on my stogie. I'm outside cooking taco burgers. 
house. Sure, you've seen old Taco Burger videos. I have. Become, I haven't done it. You know, uh, famous. But I've seen it in the dumping snow up in northern Idaho. Dig it. And uh, what a, I tell you, what a blessed day. You know why it's a blessed day, Ryan? I'll tell you because. And I'm sorry, I've been I've been on vacation about a week up here. I haven't really listened to any podcasts. I'll catch up though. I'll watch. I'll listen to them all, especially the After Darks. And uh, but I tell you what, the Packers are about ready to cut loose. The two teams in the Super Bowl, like I said, we are better than both of them, and we we're in our one year restart. I know this has been said a million times, but uh. A million to one ain't gonna hurt. <laughs> I tell you what, I just got a feeling. Even with Rodgers, I didn't know when Rodgers started in two thousand what eight. Obviously, he won the Super Bowl in ten. It was amazing, but he always had this sort of aura about him that I wished he was a better locker room leader. And I think love is. Uh, I just cannot wait for the next ten years. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my, my hope is, is that the NFL chooses us to want to win a bunch of Super Bowls because we all know a la New England, a la Kansas City. And maybe they won tonight. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't really matter who wins tonight because whoever wins tonight is still going to be like, well, dang, them, them, them first-year Packers almost beat us or beat us. What happens when they get older and better? Oh, man. The NFL is on uh, – is on list right now. Y'all better wait. Look, Philly was good for one year, and look at them. They just went to crap. I'll tell you what. Uh, I love you, Patrick Mahomes. Not really. but uh, Part two. It looks like the old three-minute monster got, got me. Got him. Man, I thought I was paying attention. <clears throat> Anyways, the rest of the NFL is on notice. The Packers are coming. Uh, we're going to get you with our newbies. With our first year rebound team, first year restart. I've I've seen all the Instagrams and and uh, and YouTubes. Like they don't even know how good they have it. You know what? We know how good we have it. Cause you know why? We're the freaking, sorry, we're the freaking Packers. We are America's. Well, you got to make me work, man. I'm just trying to chill, and you're making me work here. Team, we don't play that game. We just stay good forever. So for the rest of the NFL. Here's for the next 10-plus years of us dominating. I'm not saying we're going to win the Super Bowl every year, but we're going to be in it a lot. And we're going to make you hate us so much that it's going to be so fun to watch. But here's the thing. When we win, people love us more. When other teams win, people hate us. Because who does? the only people that don't like the Packers are the other NFC North teams. So there you go. So, hey, can't wait to hear this in a month. <laughs> and, uh, Ryan, go Pack Go. Keep up the good work. I'm going to go eat my taco burger and finish my yes. cold smoke beer later. Yeah, I got to try the taco burger for sure. That looks pretty dope and pretty easy to make. By the way, and yes, I'm all on board with everything you said. Packers are going after it. One-year rebuild, going to tear everybody up. Love it. For the Super Bowl, I, I tried my planned technique of smoking and then Dutch oven. Would recommend. Smoke it till you get a good bark on it. Smoke it to 160, whatever. Take the drippings with the, you know, put a tray underneath it. Take the drippings, dump that back in the uh, in the old pot. Might need a big one. I had to kind of smash it in there, but it worked. Cover it, throw it in the oven. I put it at 200 degrees. 
I left it in there overnight, went to sleep, woke up. Amazing. Amazing. Also, this is your reminder. Make sure you inject your pork butts. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But yeah, got to try the uh, the taco burgers or burger tacos or whatever. Whoa, Pack Daddy, Bam Lamb. Whoa. Long time no talk, Going on, my Mike. friend. Man, it's just such a pleasure to call in after the season's now wrapped up and the Chiefs won it this year. Um, yeah, fun game. Fun game. Had a ton of people over and, uh, you know, I didn't really count on much. It was really more about the company than it was about the game, but the game proved worth attention. Just kind of rethinking about, you know, how things have transpired over the last year or so. And it's, 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 it's really very clear that reinvesting as a fan in the pack last summer, it just now feels like it was really a golden buy low situation. I mean, it's, it's about to pay huge entertainment dividends for a very long time. I mean, man, I went to, uh, went to Lambo before the field, the season started back in July. Went to the gift shop and I just had, you know, feeling like, you know what? I've never, I've never bought, I've had jerseys gifted to me before. You know, I've got a Rogers and, you know, and, uh, and a, and a Reggie White and I got a Matthews. Anyway, I've had, I've had them given to me, but I, I went in that gift shop and I bought myself a nice Jordan Love number 10 green jersey. And, uh, boy, that's just, that's going to be a, that's going to be a treasure for me for a while. And, uh, yeah, and, and listening to your show, you know, I just really appreciate it. I mean, it's so much fun tracking these coaching, coaching moves and the prognosticating on how the new D coaching personnel will mesh together and what strategies will result as a result of that. And then the tactical skill sets that we're then going to be looking for in the draft. I mean, it's just all super enjoyable. It's a great intellectual exercise too, you know? So I really appreciate your show and the, uh, the uh, fine points that you uh, explore. Thank you. You know, last time we, last time, last season, we had some really fearsome pieces, devastating <laughs> offensive capability. Yeah, I'm looking. If the defense is even a little more consistent, yeah. If the ceiling is what the Packer net faithful is starting to sense, I mean, boy, howdy! I'm grab the popcorn, meet the phone. <laughs> it's it's going to be awesome. Uh, so anyway, congrats, Chiefs. See you next year. When we see you again, y'all be sure to pack a lunch. All right. Good night. Go back. Go. Yeah, you know, I've 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 mentioned it before, but it's the uh not really an analogy, but whatever euphemism, whatever it is that I use is like flipping a coin. Heads we see improvement, tails it gets worse. If everything flips right, this team's gonna be amazing. And and I know as well that's true of every team. Not not really. I mean if if we're operating within the realm of like what makes sense. Each individual piece, whatever it is we're talking about, ceiling compared to floor. So like I said with Jordan Love, if 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 it's true that the second half is pretty consistent with what we're going to see, there's highs and lows, but overall it's like an elite quarterback and it's not going to be, you know, these six-week stretches, seven, eight-week stretches of like just not very good quarterback play. And then, you know, the receivers are just as good, which I'm going to be honest, I like our receivers. But I'm not sitting here looking at it going, well, we had three guys playing on Devontae Adams' level. That's not going to stay. There was nothing. I don't want to say there was nothing special because that's unfair. I mean, what Dentavian Wicks was able to do as a rookie and whatnot, really incredible. But, I mean, it was it was like we had three number twos, kind of. And maybe even that's unfair. But I, I don't. I, it's just 
it wasn't like top five wide receiver stuff. So, you know, it it doesn't feel that insane to me to think that it could it it could be replicated. And if anything, obviously, you would assume that the more likely scenario is that there's improvement. Not to say that some people can't regress. I mean, I think uh, Dobbs potentially was a little bit worse this year than last year. Maybe we see that with Reed or whatever. I, I I don't know, but same with the tight ends. You know, I mean, if you look at the full scope, both of them graded out as about average for the end of the year. But I mean, I don't think that that's a fair representation because if you look at how they ended the year compared to how they started the year, they got better. And so it's probably more likely the case that they're going to stay that level. And I'm not even talking about a jump compared to what they were at the end of the year, which is entirely possible. I'm not talking about elite. I'm not even talking about great. I'm just talking staying pretty good. Then you have one of the top offenses, if not the top offense in football, which is what we were down the stretch. And then, yeah, I mean, the defense. I mean, maybe Halfley's not the guy. Maybe they struggle out of the gate. Okay, but via DVOA, what were we, 28th? I mean, we could accidentally stumble into being better on defense. Not to mention, I mean, what if it's actually really good? Special teams, same situation, right? Entirely new group, new kicker, new long snapper, new punter. Top, I mean, our top uh, top two special teamers were Tucker Kraft and Carl Brooks, rookies. I think they were in our top 10 uh, special teamers. Two of them were return players, Yash Nyman and uh, Eric Wilson. Maybe it wasn't top 10. I think it was the guys in, in the, that had 70 or higher grades. But still, point is, brand new special teams unit, especially in the key spots, punter, kicker, long snapper. Reason to believe there's growth coming. So, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of reason to be excited and optimistic about the future. But uh, anyways, we didn't get through hardly any calls. I, I, I've been waiting all this time for more calls to come in so that we can do this, and I got through like four calls. <laughs> but what did I do? No, I did one, two, three, four, five, six. We did seven. That's fine. But I do have to get going. It's almost 10 o'clock as it is. I want to make sure I can get this up. You guys have a good rest of your night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. 